I like the sound. 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 A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A ragbag podcast. A couple of years back, I was staying in a quite a fancy hotel. I won't tell you anything about the hotel itself, but you'll be able to tell it's quite a fancy hotel based on the following details. I was walking across the car park shortly after arriving, and I heard a loud popping noise from above me, followed by a distant cheer. A second later, something fell from the sky, almost hitting me right on the head. For a moment, I thought it might be a meteorite. I looked down and recognised the object immediately. The object I'd almost been hit on the head by was a champagne cork. I looked up and spotted an open window three floors above me. The voices I'd heard cheering a moment earlier were chatting away merrily, presumably not even knowing the cork from the wine in their hands almost hit a passerby on the head. This would make a good story, I thought. Not almost getting hit by a champagne cork, that's barely even an anecdote. Imagine if I brought that up on my podcast or something. I'd have to be seriously low on ideas, but no, this is actually a pretty nice idea for a story, not almost being hit. Imagine if this thing had struck me on the head and killed me, then the cork conveniently bounced right off me and into the nearby bin. There'd be a murder inquiry, someone would find my body in the car park. The ambulance crew would see I'd been killed by a sharp blow to the head and refer the matter to the police. This could be the start of a whole murder mystery, maybe it could turn out by some weird coincidence Various people who held grudges against me were staying at the hotel that weekend. I'd have to have arrived with them, I suppose. Let's say it was a conference of some kind. That'll do. Then the twist at the end is, no one did it. It's the opposite of Murder on the Orient Express. Actually, it's probably quite a disappointing ending to what would probably end up being a cheesy hack job. I won't write that book after all. And so, I'm left recalling the details of what actually happened, which isn't very much to speak about, apart from this one thought. I like the sound of champagne corks popping. I like the sound of wine being poured. I like the sound of glasses clinking together. I even like the sound of a glass bottle shattering on the floor. In this episode of I Like the Sound, I'll be having a very enjoyable conversation with the great Jay Hatcher de Zola. Stick around, let's talk about drinking. I'll tell you what, while we're on the subject of uh, wine and, and wine drinking. Um, yes, I, I'm an expert in this field. Yes, oh, you, are, you are indeed. Yes, um, I'm, I'm really interested in the, uh, the, the association between wine drinking and glass and the sound that the glass uh, makes, the glass bottles and the glass that you pour the wine into. 
um, because that is one of my favourite sounds, is uh, taking the cork out of a wine bottle. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. Pouring it into the glass. That's, uh, that's a perfect thing. But I'm not sure whether that's just like a Pavlovian kind of association that I have. Maybe that's just like... You know what I mean? Because it could just be... Oh, yeah. I associate yeah. that sound with, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting drunk now. <laughs> it's party time. Uh, but yeah. also, I, I do think that these sounds are nice in themselves. And particularly, the I've, I've, I've got a glass here, as a matter of fact. I've, Lovely. Hear, oh, 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 I like that. I like that. I like that? that. What are you drinking? White or red? Uh, oh, oh red, 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 red. So that's... Oh, oh. That's an empty glass right now, um, but it sounds empty, and I don't think that's the sound we're talking about here, Frank. You're talking about the pouring of the wine. Yeah, yeah, that that that's that's the thing. Glass. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean that that's the that's the thing, but also the the uncorking. I mean, to be honest, I like I like the sound of the screw top bottles of wine. Let's not be. <laughs> I, I find that to be appalling, Frank. <laughs> appalling. A wine bottle should have a cork. <laughs> I mean, as part of the opulence, so the part of the, you know, of the of that sound, the uh, pop, you know, of of you know, you have this, you have this release of pent up tension. If it's instantaneously removed upon removal, upon extraction of the cork, don't you think? Yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree, and it's all about the anticipation as well. I think it's um, the because you you have to really kind of properly dig down with the uh, the screwing of the cork down. It takes a little while to do that. <laughs> then you've got the whole sort of uh, move the little mechanical arms down, and then go like that. But then you know there's um, there's things like champagne corks, which is a different ball game altogether, isn't it? That's um, that's a hell of a sound. Yeah, that's a, I mean it's almost like an ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's an explosion. I mean far more tension involved in that particular situation. I mean you know champagne, it's an explosive event. However, with wine, that popping of the cork, that sig signals the beginning of the evening, in my mind, anyway. And as that delicious wine is being poured, and then hopefully a beautiful glass, and you hear that slushing sound, is that a word? I don't know. Oh, that's a good. It's a good word. I like it. Yeah. Slushing. Yeah. Right. As it kind of fills up. That's. I find that sound to be extremely sexy. That is the kickoff as that sound. But even before that happens, Frank. Before that happens. You know, there's, sometimes there's wine bottles, right, where there might be a sleeve around the neck. 
This is important, Frank. I hate that f***ing sleeve. Oh, excuse my language. I hate that sleeve, Frank. You know why? Because before you even get that slushing rush of wine into the glass, there is that clink of glass upon glass. The glass of the neck of the bottle clinking onto the rim of your glass. Hopefully a nice piece of crystal or something. I mean, I just, I, you know, I like tone. That is such a truly satisfying sound for me. I don't really partake anymore, to be honest, for a variety of reasons. Um, yeah, satisfying. I, I, I do coffee now. That's, that's my go-to. You know, uh, that, that sometimes you get like this film or this like uh, aluminum sleeve around the neck of the bottle and that impedes this union this delicious you know resonance of the glass bottleneck coming into contact with the rim of your empty glass and then you fill it and then you get the smushing sound in combination, all of those things, you know something sexy is about to happen. I hope that wasn't too creepy. Because it sounded <laughs> no, creepy. That's, that's, that's very it's nice. Not, it sounded creepy. I just kind of like step back and check myself. <laughs> I hope that didn't come off too creepy. But, I mean, you know, that was always my thing of choice, I have to say. I like beer. I like spirits. But, my my love of all, you know, something that I could just, or, you know, used to, uh, just drink all night is wine, you know, and I, I would always have a case of it sitting around. If I found a wine that I really like, uh, I would keep a ca- I would buy a case of that and uh, keep it around, you know, especially while recording. But to me, that is the romance, that is the allure of drinking wine. And, and kind of the ritual and how it's an absolutely sexy thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer to the question. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for indulging me. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Because, um, I, I think we're on the same page with this because I think that um, the... Uh, the I, I, I think yeah. that you agree with me that the the sound is an important component of wine drinking. And if I was to get, because uh, if I was to drink wine from something that wasn't a wine glass, it didn't make the sound that the wine glass makes. I once found myself, I was working in this, um, like years and years ago, like 20 years ago, I was working in this kind of uh, sales job where they used to kind of get their sales staff kind of boozed up all the time to get them motivated. And uh, <laughs> they'd usually supply us with kind of wine and stuff, but they used to like pour kind of pour like the, the kind of cheap white wine into this kind of coffee mug. <laughs> and uh, I was I found myself at like nine thirty in the morning drinking white wine from a coffee mug, and I, I was thinking, Oof. well, well th- this Oof. is you know, th- there's worse things I could be doing with my time, but this isn't the right uh, situation for this really. <clears throat> You know, give me, give me, give me a nice glass for this, and then we're made. <laughs> if you... I thought you were going the other way with this, Frank. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me 
I should be drinking wine in the morning. They're like, well, bloody fucking hell, I'm drinking this shit out of a coffee cup. I want a proper bloody glass. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. See, see, that's what they, oh, I'm sorry, if I may, if I may, don't be offended. But that, that's, that's that British humor right there. You just, deadpan delivery, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if that was, I was like, wait, that, that's a joke, right? No, this is a true story. This is what happened to me. They they used to ply me with some cheap white wine, but uh, you know, as, really, as as far yeah, but as far as I was concerned, they they were putting it in the wrong container. I was like, why? You... <laughs> so... Then therein is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if I'm if I'm being snobbish about it, it's the wrong vintage. But uh... <laughs> well, uh, now you're sounding more like a Richard Burton. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? The point is this, though. Ultimately, Frank, I think. I say ultimately a lot. I listened to the last interview we had, and I noticed, like, I was just kind of, like, analyzing my, my speech patterns. I say certain words far too many times. I was like, I should vary my language. But anyway, point is, if you would notice that some of the most essential and critical and fundamental functions or parts of life that we find most pleasurable or even unpleasant is usually started or accompanied by a particular sound, right? You know, everything from eating to drinking to sex. All that, you know, fun tapestry of this whole thing called life. There's always a sound associated with it. I hope that didn't sound too creepy, Jesus Christ. No, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering what, what you mean exactly in terms of um, what, what particular things are you thinking of there? Well, you know, like we were talking, you know, about the sloshing of the wine into yes. the glass. Right? You know, these are, to me, these are all ideas of, to me in my mind, it invokes the feelings of pleasure, you know, and happiness and, and revelry. And then there are other sounds, you know, like, you know, uh, being in the street, sounds of traffic that I associate with going to work or being in the office, the exchange and, and sound of shuffling feet, murmuring across the hall, you know. Um, I would like to say the, the smashing of uh, a typewriter keys, but I guess you know I'm, I'm most most keyboards are pretty quiet these days. I mean, I I like to really bang into my keyboard because I'm an excessive person. And <laughs> I yeah, so you're one of you're one of those people, are you? I see. Uh, yeah, I, I got to bang into freaking everything, you know. So it's like <laughs> the clapping of keys, you know, and it, it feels like okay, I'm at work. So generally. 
I, I mean, I, I, I mean, now it's only natural and only makes sense that that would be the case. But I don't know. It's just uh, to hark back to the Pavlovian dog. Right? I mean, everything you can associate a sound, everything. It's, it's, I like, I like the concept of your new podcast. I've got to say, Frank. Uh, you know, like what kind of ideas or feelings or sentiments? Now then, dear listener, I realize that we are most of the way in to this episode about drinking and nobody as yet has mentioned the sound of a can of beer being opened, which is a fantastic sound, is it not? Let's um, just take a moment now. I have a can of, well, I'm lying to you. It's not a can of beer. It's a can of cider. So <laughs> get it right, Frank. And um, here we have it. Just drumming my fingers on the top there do that too hard because it's going to explode if I um <laughs> which would be quite a noise won't it it'd be quite a good sound for the podcast but it will kind of make a mess of my recording equipment and I'll have to uh, be expensive to replace so let's not do that so what we're listening out for now uh before this momentous event takes place we are going to be listening out I think for uh three or four things really um first of all of course there is the sound of the can being open which is uh such a great noise isn't it i'll try and capture it as best i can uh with the microphone here and um then of course you've got the sound of the bubbles coming up there and we're going to pour it into a glass so the sound of it being poured into a glass with all that kind of uh bubbly stuff coming up and uh making that kind of fizzy sound that's always a good one and then um a much underrated sound i think as well will be scrunching the can up and throwing it into the bin and <laughs> I think it'll make its own sound there's a few things in there already it's a recycling bin by the way I should point that out I'm not throwing it into the general waste <laughs> don't want to be accused of that well I could be you can't see what I'm doing can you so um, you just have to take my word for it right here we go here is this uh, this whole sequence of sounds let's see if we can get this uh, nicely captured Far so good. I realise this is taking a long time to pour. You can't rush these things, man. We're getting there. This is the last little bit now. Here we go. Now here comes the scrunch and the chuck.
Beautiful. Ten green bottles hanging on the wall. Ten green bottles hanging on the wall. And if one green bottle should accidentally fall, that would be unfortunate. Nine green bottles hanging on the wall. Nine green bottles hanging on the wall. And if one green bottle should accidentally fall, that would be an unfortunate coincidence. Eight green bottles hanging on the wall. Eight green bottles hanging on the wall. And if one green bottle should accidentally fall, I can't help noticing a pattern emerging here. Seven green bottles hanging on the wall. Seven green bottles hanging on the wall. And if one green bottle should accidentally... Can we stop using the word accidentally in this scenario? Either someone is knocking these bottles off the wall deliberately, or they were so precariously placed there in the first place that the fact of their falling was more inevitability than accident. Either way, I suspect foul play. Six green bottles, five green bottles, four, three, two, one green bottle hanging on the wall. One green... I'm not clearing this up, by the way. Whoever is responsible is going to have to... One green bottle. <laughs> if they're not owning up to it, it looks like I'm going to have to. Someone's going to step in that. Oh, look, the fourth green bottle didn't actually break. I can rescue that one at least. But if one green bottle should inevitably fall, at least there's someone with the foresight to see what's going on here. If one green bottle should inevitably fall, mark my words... I will catch it. Whoops. I Like the Sound was written, presented and produced by myself, Frank Burton. I'm the author of several books which you should definitely investigate as soon as possible. Many thanks to this week's guest, the great Jay Hatchet Azola, one of the most original and interesting musical artists out there, an all-round good guy. I recommend that you check out his work immediately. For more information about me and my work, please visit frankburton.co.uk. My other podcast is called Ragbag Presents. Also available is the four-part podcast series I made with David Ivar, celebrating 20 years of the band Herman Dune. It's called Not On Top, and it's wonderful. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ragbag Presents. Get in touch. Let us know what you like the sound of. I will see you soon. <laughs>